and welcome to another episode on the Animanga podcast. If you're like me and you enjoy reading webtoons or you have just recently dived into that world and you feel like you could create a great webtoon but you just don't know how to do it or you just wonder about the process on creating a story or how many hours go into creating an episode. Well today I have the one and only Miranda who is the creator of the series Muted. Her series is amazing. Her captivating and vibrant art style is what grabbed my attention and sucked me into this amazing story. But I also fell in love with the characters, as they are so relatable. She joins me in today to talk about the series, her journey to creating her own stories, and she also explains the process of creating an episode, along with the equipment that you might need. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Hi, Miranda. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Would you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into drawing? Yeah. um, I was about to say my name is Miranda, but you know that part. Um, I started, I've been drawing basically, you know, since forever, but I, it wasn't until like high school where I was like, yeah, I think I could actually like make something out of this. And so I went to school um, in Vancouver, Canada at the school called Vancouver Film School for classical animation. And then, um, and the original plan was to, you know, like work for a studio and like, oh, the big dream of even working for Disney or something like that. But, um, uh, but after school, that was back in 2011, uh, I uh, went into freelance where I actually uh, did like some like kids books and some posters. There was a website that was called Elance that doesn't exist anymore, but, um, <laughs> that I would get jobs from. And it was a sort of situation where I was like, I actually kind of like being able to just use my style. Like I liked that people were paying me for stuff that like I drew. Whereas like, if you work for an animation studio, like that's great, but like, you, you know, you have to make it look like everyone's, yeah. um, and so I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And then, um, uh, And then with my wife, we did a couple of other comics and then like work uh, got in the way of that. And then when I found Webtoon, I'm like, oh, this is kind of a cool. I had never seen like vertical kind of comics before. Mm -hmm. And so right around when I found it, they had, yeah, they were doing their, uh, their contest thing. And so I entered that and uh, I didn't place, but it put enough eyes on my comic for them to be like, hey you seem like you know what you're doing. Would you like a contract? And I was like, hell yeah. So kind of <laughs> go for it from there. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. You've always been drawing since like you were a little kid and you just pursued your, I could say you pursued your passion. Yeah. For me personally, I love your art style and the colors. Like you've got some really vibrant and bold colors. Um, I just love everything about it. Like... <laughs> Oh, I just you. read it all in one sitting and I just like fell in love with the whole characters and your art style is really, really amazing. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you hear that quite a lot. No. But <laughs> well, it's still very sweet. It's really, really awesome. Um, but how long, like, could you talk us through the process of like creating a webtoon um, episode? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, for me, it, different, it varies from person to person depending on, you know, the complexity. Uh, a lot of people I know, it, they have like a lot more assistance, but for, uh, for me, it's like 
like we'll say in the span of a week. So like on Monday <laughs> when, I, when I'm actually working and not like on hiatus where I can do kind of move that around a bit, but like usually it's like on Monday I'll draw the sketch, the very loose sketch and like the secondary sketch of an episode. Uh-huh. And then on Tuesday, Tuesday and possibly Wednesday, I'll do the line art. And this is like a 40 plus panels. And like, and with the line art, I'll also put uh, all the word bubbles because usually I'll do the words with the original sketch just to kind of like lay it out. And then, uh, and then on Wednesday, Wednesday slash Thursday, I'll send it to my friend really who does like the flat color. So it's just like the very like base red, the base skin tone, like none of the shading, which saves me a lot of time. She's been working with me uh, since the very beginning. She's a very good friend of mine. And then uh, she sends it back to me. And then I add all the shading and then I add all the backgrounds and then all the little lighting effects. And then usually uh, it's either Friday night or Saturday that I'll finish it and then uh, start all over again on Monday. <laughs> oh, wow. So like it could, it's like a whole week's process. How many, mm-hmm. like how many hours would you say you spend? Um, it sounds like a lot, but when I, cause I have a program called rescue time, which basically tells me how much time I'm spending doing nothing like being on Twitter or how much time <laughs> or how much time I'm actually working. Like it tells me how many hours I've been in Photoshop and it always seems like a lot, but it's just because I get distracted easily. And, uh, so it's usually like 25, 30 hours for a whole chapter. That does sound quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well it's like it just seems to me I guess it seems like only a little bit just because I know so many others like have said it takes them like 60 hours so yeah wow so do you come up with the story um like yourself mm-hmm. like you had did you think about the story how the middle how it's gonna go how the ending is gonna be and then you just draw it all out mm-hmm. yeah I uh there's like some parts like I have the big ideas fixed and like there's some parts in the middle that kind of like I'll change like from week to week like how exactly I like usually when I'm drawing they'll just kind of change themselves no matter how much I plan ahead of time um and like the way the dialogue because like the way I end up drawing it changing the dialogue helps fit with the flow of it better so like I don't write like strict scripts anymore. Like I used to write out the whole script and then I realized how much I changed it. I'm like, I'm just wasting time. (laughs) I'll just write it as I draw it. And then, um, and so then, uh, so those like little things change, but they're all leading in the same direction to the main goals that come at the end of the season. So like, um, what kind of equipment do you use? I use, um, with Photoshop, and then I have an Intuos 4 tablet, which is very old, so old that they don't even make them anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, uh, they have, it's like Intuos Pro now, I think, or whatever, but like this exact brand they don't actually have. So maybe one day I'll get an upgrade, but. <laughs> um, I have no idea what any of those are. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just tend to take things for granted because we just see the story. I personally just never really thought about the type of equipment that you'd use. Because mm-hmm. um, I just think, oh, wow, they just probably just write a script and then just draw. I'm glad that I don't have to because like when I was, like I said, when I was in school doing classical animation, we drew everything on paper and then scanned it in. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that I don't have to do any scanning because it's just a lot of paper and just yeah. like a lot of space that it like takes up as opposed to like just being on the computer. Um yeah. 
And like, I still have like boxes full of old animation frames. But yeah, so like in Intuos tablet, what I have is like, uh, I basically draw with my hand while looking at the computer screen. Whereas a lot of people use Cintiqs where it's like they see the image where they're drawing, like as if you were drawing on paper. Okay. And like, uh, so like for some people drawing like on a tablet, like I do, there's a disconnect, but for me, it's harder to draw on a Cintiq probably mm-hmm. just cause I don't have enough practice with it. But yeah, yeah I like my, I like my little setup. Maybe um, it works best for you, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you also mentioned that, um, you know, you entered, is it like a little competition, did you say, for webtoon? Um, uh, yeah. They had um, they had a whole contest where it's basically like at the end, you know, you win money, obviously, which is always great. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, that's how a lot of really amazing original webtoons came up. Like uh, Haka, who did Cape of Spirits, she's the one that won. And then, um, and now for some reason, I can't remember literally any of the other ones that were in there, mm-hmm. but a lot of people, <laughs> but a lot of people in that whole span of the competition, like, even if they didn't place, like it put, it was a really nice like way for, to get people interested. And yeah. I think, um, really made people understand, uh, how serious Webtoons was about like yeah. promoting artists, because I feel like before, like a lot of people didn't think that, you know, web comics could be like a very, you know, viable career option. Like, yeah. I don't know a lot of people, I know a lot of people did web comics like before, like I did too. I, uh, and stuff, but like, I didn't think I could like make a living off of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, uh, webtoons have made it really, um, you know, put, uh, what's a very big audience for people to access. Yeah, I know what you mean, but <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like connected you to the audience, and um, yeah. yeah, there's an audience who just comes to the app, and then we just try and pick and choose the story that we like, I guess. Yeah, um, and uh, so far, I think it's it's a really good space. Yeah, no, I love it. That's actually a good point uh, as far as different styles is concerned, because like for me, uh, and possibly for others, I don't know, but like for me personally when I saw my art style, like I liked what I did, but like, I didn't think that like whenever applying for like animation studios or applying for like game uh, studios, I felt like it wasn't enough to be like professional, but it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like Webtoon, the thing I like most about it is that like, it really celebrates different art styles that aren't quote unquote like standard because there's just like so many different kinds of art styles that you can find on there with like really amazing stories that you wouldn't really be able to find as easily anywhere else and I really like that about it yeah I love that too because like there's so many different art styles looking so unique and so cool because it's like it's not all looking exactly the same Mm -hmm. and um, I feel like the um, like for example your your uniqueness shines through through the story and then also your artwork which I think Mm -hmm. is just amazing because compared to if I was to look at a normal comic book or something you would find the art styles exactly the same and the stories are a little bit different but Mm -hmm. webtoons I think they're really cool because I think everybody's an individual and individual style individual stories and yeah I think it's yeah (laughs) 
I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, how did you feel when you know you you saw your um, series being fe- featured on Webtoon? Oh, I felt. Um, yeah, I felt amazing. I because. Um, I did have another job before. And so when I was like working on before, like actually launched, I still had that job like part-time because I told him, I was like, Hey, I got it. You know, I got a contract to like work on this story. So I'm going to go down to part-time. And he was like, okay. And then, so I was just doing that and I'm like, well, it'll probably, you know, always kind of be just sort of a part-time thing. But then once it launched, I was really um, astounded and really happy with what an amazing reception that I got from it. I wasn't expecting uh, people to like it as much as they did. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously I'm very glad that they did, but like, I wasn't, you know, I'm not, I wasn't drawing it like, yeah, people are going to love this. I was just drawing it like, Oh, I hope people like this. And then, uh, so like when people actually like sincerely liked it, I was just like, I'm like, Oh, well maybe I can quit my other job. And so it was like, after like a, another month of after it had posted i'm like goodbye i'm going to webtoons full time now wow wow so you never saw this as a a career path really i guess Mm -hmm. it was like not in the the beginning i you know like you always hope for it but it's like you got to plan you got to hope for the best and plan for the worst i guess kind of thing yeah and um and so, like, you know, I wanted it to do well. And so I was very, very, very excited that it did. But I was, you know, I I, I had my uh, safety net, I suppose, for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, what's one thing that um, people say that they love about your series? Um, I think one of the comments I see a lot that I really like is, um, uh, I know for, I know it's very common for a lot of people to not like the main character because you know the main character you're supposed to be a little bit more of like a catch-all and like for me even for me like when I uh watch series like it's usually like the side characters that I tend to like more than the main character Mm -hmm. and so I was very um very very happy with how relatable people found Camille and how much they really just like liked watching her and rooting for her journey and how many people uh, uh, resonated with the struggles that she went through. So I always really like reading those comments. I felt like I could definitely relate to, to Camille. How did you come up with this story? Like, <laughs> you make it so relatable. Like, how did you come up with the story? I had, I had that kind of uh, moment for a minute because like uh, when it touches on the very particularly sensitive topics, Mm-hmm. I had people in the comments just like, are you okay? Like, you clearly know what this is like. What, like, did you go through something like this? And even like my mom was just mm-hmm. like, did someone, she's like, did someone in the family, like, were you hurt? Did he not tell me about it? I'm like, no, it's just, it's fine. Like there are, you know, you know, I've been through things or whatever. And like people I know that have been through things and I'm not going to really get into that so much, but it's just like, when I write, I, I don't know. I try to draw from reality to a point where it seems where I can understand where she's coming from kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like not to get too personal or anything, but like, uh, but you know, like there's an element of drawing from reality to a point where obviously I can't do magic, unfortunately, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but, but like, as far as the human aspect is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, because it is so, so relatable. And I thought like, oh gosh, like this girl, like how did she come up with this? Um, obviously, she. I mean, we're all human. We've all come across those type of um, situations in our own ways, in our own different ways. But um, I think it's just the way that we all connect with Camille. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like, oh, I've been through something similar, but um, not exactly conjuring magic and stuff. But right. <laughs> I think most of your fan base, including myself hate the aunt like yes <laughs> she's like the most toxic and hated person and you know I was just like oh we all know somebody like that yeah. whether it's like a family member so would you say that you know you've come across someone like that as well mm-hmm. well like that's the other thing that's funny it's in the comments like too there's the people who haven't come yeah. across someone like her like they understand that she's evil and they don't like her but mm-hmm. like they're just like i don't understand how athlete could do all this like i don't understand how she could do that to her daughter or do that to camille or anything yeah. and i'm always just sort of like man I've, i know i know lots of people that are worse than she is like if you think she's bad then <laughs> like i'm glad like i don't i'm obviously glad that they never had to experience something like that obviously yeah. but but at the same time, it's like, no, they're out there. Trust me. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're out there right now. Yeah. A part of me can't help but think, um, you know, this she she's not like that on purpose. Maybe something happened to her and um she just became mean <laughs> and horrible mm-hmm. to Camille and her own daughter. So do, do we get like a little backstory to understand? Or? Um well it's like it will have well I plan on having like some kind of backstories but it's like you have to understand a large part of this is based um uh like Camille in particular is breaking free from tradition as far as like the family is set up like Athelie is like this because what she's doing she thinks is normal like this is the stuff the way that her family has been for so long and like uh so like acting like this and with the strict rigid rules is like she feels very much that she is in the right because this is how it's been the entire time and this is you know the way it's always been and like uh and so to her you know uh Camille just seems like she's acting like a brat when it's like when in in truth it's just like when in truth it's just the tradition and the rules that are outdated Mm-hmm. And like uh athlete just can't wrap her mind around, you know, changing. It's it's really great. Like we all really can relate with Camille and um the characters in the series. Um, you know, like for example, we can connect especially with like the loss of family members and mm-hmm. social anxiety and just feeling not good enough. And mm-hmm. um I, I I really love your story because it kind of, you know, kind of makes people feel like that we're not alone. And um mm-hmm. I think you're you're basically touching quite a lot of people's hearts <laughs> with this oh. series because, um, you know, we we definitely can all relate to to Camille, everything that she's going through, loss of family, social anxiety. <laughs> so honestly, this is awesome. Like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm really glad that people that people relate to it. Yeah. Even though I feel that I get messages, I feel bad that I don't have time to respond to them. But I do read them. I promise. Yeah. I really <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the things that I really love that you do is like how you showcase the theme of like um, mental abuse, like the controlling behavior of um, Evelyn and her mom. 
and mm. um yeah like I, I think I've I've heard quite a few of my friends who read the same webtoon saying that like you know they have come across incidences like that where mums are really controlling and they want you to act mm. a certain way and behave a certain way and um I was thinking you know like how Camille is really trying to break free is that mm. like your theme yeah uh um Camille I almost said Emile. I don't know who that is, but Camille, <laughs> um, kind of like breaking free and like accepting who she is and everything. Every part of her identity is a big part of the story. Um, like muted, obviously, as you see in episode forty-five, means also something else, but like has mm-hmm. the secondary note of basically meaning like how for most of her life after her mom died she was like more or less emotionally suppressed and like kept everything buried like deep and like muted and like very, very deep underneath um, everything. So this whole thing, especially like with Dendro and Nero's Nero's help um, is breaking free and uh, learning to accept and actually heal parts of herself as opposed to just like letting them fester yeah I, I love how like she she uses plant magic I'm not sure if I'm saying it right yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, just like the roots sprouting out and she's just um like when she's just letting out her emotions a real you know showing off breaking free like spreading out your root being free <laughs> <laughs> the way season one ended oh gosh like what a great <laughs> it, it was just a great ending um, for season one were you planning on making it end there or I actually was making I was planning on ending it um quite a bit later but like uh at that point I had basically been drawing for a year straight and I was like I need a break I need a break (laughs) and like uh so it was kind of a I knew this was like a crucial moment and so I kind of moved some things around um to try and make it as like impactful as possible and like i even talked to my editor because webtoon working with webtoon on a contract you get assigned an editor who helps like if you have questions okay. for the most part she's she's incredible and she's amazing and she lets me basically do whatever i want but um but like with this i was just like i want the season finale to like end here and like i gave like my original idea and she was just like well she's like you're gonna be on a break for like however many months after this, she's like, you need to like go big. You need to make like, you need to do something world shattering. And I was just like, Oh, okay. And so like, I went back and thought about it for a little bit and I'm like, well, what about this? And she's like, yes, that do that. And I was like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, actually the finale, um, of season two is going to be, what was originally going to be the end of season one, because I realized I'm like, this is going to take longer than I thought. So, yeah. cause like when I first started, I thought it was just going to be like two seasons, but now I was like, Oh, three seasons, I think will work better. So mm-hmm. <laughs> if you thought the season one finale was dramatic, just wait. <laughs> season two is going to be even more intense. I can't, I can't wait. Like, um, <laughs> Well, can't wait for season two. So, um, so you'll definitely, you are definitely coming back for season two. Oh yes, I was talking to my editor about briefly about it before, and we're thinking either late March or like April, hopefully, if unless some other kind of scheduling things come up. But like that's the tentative area is like springtime. Okay. So apart from you, do you have any other projects that you're working on that are already on yes. website or? 
Yes, I do. I work on another comic with my wife uh, that is called Lovebot, and it's a oh. sci-fi. Oh, wow. I'll have to check that out. How do you manage your time between um, Lovebot and Muted? Uh, well, with Lovebot, most of it is like we wrote it together, and I do like the layout sketch, but she just she does most of the work, which looks incredible, and so mm-hmm. it doesn't like as far as time is being divided. Uh, it works out really well because I really love the characters, and she does really amazing artwork on it. So yeah, if you check it out, let me know if you like it. <laughs> wow! So how is it working with like your wife and stuff? Is it? Um, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's super good because we've um, we've actually known each other since eighth grade, and uh-huh. uh, and so we grew up uh, writing stories together. So the way that we write and the way we create is very cohesive, yeah, and and just easily just blends easily together very naturally. I like to think. Oh, <laughs> it must be great. Yeah, to work with someone who knows you. You've got your own personal support system yeah. <laughs> right next to you. <laughs> yeah, and she is. She's over on the couch looking at her computer. Hello. <laughs> she made a face at me. <laughs> what kind of advice would you give to someone who um, is wanting to um, start doing webtoon series? Um, my advice... I have lots of little bits of advice. I'm trying to figure out the best ones. (laughs) Um, I think like from a story perspective, like you have to understand like how long it's going to take. So like you have to really be sure that it's something you want to (laughs) do. And like, uh, but like, uh, but also don't be afraid to change things. Cause like, you know, like, you don't have to plan out everything. Like it's good to have story beats, but you don't have to plan out everything hundred percent before you start. And you don't have to be perfect or great at art before you start because doing it, the act of actually going in there and like doing it and constantly drawing and making things like you'll improve exponentially as you go on and you'll think of better and cooler ideas as you go. And so like, you shouldn't like put yourself in a box of like having to be at a certain level or at a certain point before you like do it. But, um, so that would be my advice followed by, uh, before you start posting for your own sake, I would suggest making at least a handful of episodes so that you understand how long it takes you. And then also, uh, and so then you have some in the wings just in case you can't update just so you can keep posting consistently. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so then once you post, like, if you're like, oh, I can't finish this week, then you can take a break, but still be able to update. Yeah. And then, uh, and so, yeah, so get in there and draw, but don't post it right away. Post and <laughs> draw a bunch of them and then get in there. Yeah. So I need to at least know how to draw. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't even know. Once you, well, once you start drawing, you'll learn how to draw <laughs> no art is not my um <laughs> would you say you, you mentioned that you get a, a contract with web should you really be pushing to get a contract or 
No. Uh, Canvas uh, is a really incredible platform all on mm-hmm. its own. Like you can get ad revenue. Like if you think like, you know, YouTube, when you post on YouTube, you can get ad revenue. It's like that, but for your comic, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and so like, I think that's a really nice program and like they have a lot of incentives and they're really growing. And it's like, uh, and then also like with, um, being on canvas you have the freedom of being able to do like you know like other things in between it's like when you're on when you have a contract like you know it's basically you know your full-time job like i know some people still go to school or still have another job they're doing too but like it takes a lot of work and so like you have to really be ready to be in there and doing it that so it's like uh so I guess it depends on your level of experience because like, cause like for me, when I started drawing Muted just now, uh, not just now, but like within the last couple of years, yeah. um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, like I had basically been working in art for like 10 years and like obviously you could do it earlier, but it's just like just you know give yourself time to learn and grow and like don't get discouraged if the very first project you put out ends up not getting picked up because you know thing you know you're gonna change you're gonna evolve like if I had started a comic with where I was when I first started I probably wouldn't have liked it very much <laughs> but you get in there you learn yeah so what was your first comic like um my first comic uh well our first comic it was another one that I did with uh, my wife it was called uh Siren and I think she's planning on revamping it but we did it and it was about uh mermaids for well like there's a lot of stuff going on but mermaids weren't involved (laughs) (laughs) I do really like I do like that one I remember it very very fondly but Um, there's a lot of stuff art style wise and like story pacing wise that you learn when you're doing that first one that that I've grown to learn now yeah yeah so you basically in the first one and then you evolve as you grow and um, develop your art style you said yeah yeah and like that's not always the case because I do know a couple people like the very first comic like they're already amazing and that's great but i'm my point is like <laughs> don't be discouraged if yeah if it's not don't. the first yeah. one's not picked up yeah i think it's great advice like you said that don't get discouraged if the first time doesn't work out um because i'm sure it's quite a lot of people <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna think oh it's gonna be awesome everyone's gonna love it and then um yeah <laughs> yeah yeah in this world with social media it's hard to not compare yourself to what other people are doing but like you kind of gotta take a step back you know like doing something just for the sake of the numbers or the money or whatever is only gonna like get you so far it's like obviously the contract like helps but like I did it because I do really like you have to really like what you're doing for like to be able to commit to doing a comic for so long oh that's awesome I think that's really great advice Tell us five things about yourself that people don't know. Oh, what a, what do people don't know? I feel <laughs> like I tell everything about myself on the internet all the time. But um, I, let's see. We have uh, six cats and we have two dogs. 
a German Shepherd and a Great Pyrenees. Um, there, so there's a lot of animals in our house. <laughs> I was born in Montana. I I get I realized that you're from the UK, so it's a really wow. meaning thing. <laughs> Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that good for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I have to think of three whole more facts. Oh, you can say three more about um the series that. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Or can I? Yeah, you can. Right, yeah. Um do 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 Oh, um uh the world that Dendro is from is the same world, uh, Treya, that Siren was based in. So the first webcomic, that's a world that my wife and I have like built and it's like a really big, complicated world. So she's from the same world as that. And so if, when we get into more comics, you'll hear more about it. But <laughs> uh, So that's that whole same pool, um, I guess. Um. I this isn't about the comic this is about me in general I have because some people don't know I I think everyone always knows but people are always surprised when I uh, say that I also have a YouTube channel where I did a bunch of animatics and stuff and so a lot of people are just like wait you're the same person who did those Heather's animatics and I'm like yes that's me (laughs) wow and so, uh, so I do stuff on YouTube and unfortunately don't get to update as much as I normally do, but mm-hmm. I tried to do more this year <laughs> and, uh, oh, I need one more. The, um, the character design for Camille's grandmother is loosely based off of my aunt Carol. Oh. Cause I was just like, I need to draw like a nice old lady. Cause I don't draw like a lot of old people. I'm like, I need to draw like a nice, just a nice friendly looking old lady. And I was just like, my aunt, I'm like, my aunt Carol, this is perfect. I'll just draw her. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's really sweet. Does she know that she's in a comic? I know. So I didn't tell her. <laughs> but no, um, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, and where can people find you? Social media. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. And they can find me uh, on Instagram. It's just Miranda Munt, all one word. And then on Twitter, it's Munt underscore Miranda because I messed up and made a Twitter account years ago that I can't get back into. So Miranda Munt on Twitter, I can't have access to. <laughs> I've tried to get into it, but they won't give it to me. So I just oh, do Munt underscore Miranda. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. Um, yeah, thank you very much for this, Miranda. It was really awesome um, getting to know more about the series Muted, and um, we can't wait for season two. So enjoy yeah, your time you. off. And <laughs> I will, I promise. Thank you. So that's it for me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Do subscribe and share with all your anime and manga friends. I will see you on the next episode. Bye.